Hello, I'm Lizzie, for those who don't know me. Um, so I'm talking on Psalm 42 today. And before I read it, I'm going to be honest, I've really struggled with this psalm. I read it the first time and I was like, okay, it's about this. And then I read it the second time and I was like, no, no, it's about this. And I just kept changing my mind about what it actually meant. Um, and every time I read it, a different phrase or a different word stuck out to me. So as I read it, if a phrase or word sticks out to you, just keep that in your mind. Um, yeah, Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, the Mount, from Mount Bazaar, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the, do- the Lord directs his love, at night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So as I said, I really struggled with this, um, and it got to the point where I'd read it so many times, and I'd study it so much. I was just like, Lord, what is this about? Like, please just tell me. And he reminded me of a time where I was at the six o'clock, and I don't remember who, but someone standing at the front, and they said, wrestling with God is a form of worship. It's better to wrestle with God than to run away. If we just think about that, wrestling with God is a form of worship. So after reading it again, I thought, this psalm is about wrestling with God. This psalmist, he's wrestling with the Lord. Um, and he goes through lots of different things. He says he's thirsty for God. And then he says he's cried all day and all night. And then he says, he tells himself to have hope in the Lord. He goes through all these different phases. Um, and just like him, we go through different phases. We go through different seasons. And in this psalm, the psalmist is going through a spiritual depression. He's not feeling great. He's just not really feeling the Lord at the moment. Um, and recently, I was asked to sum up where I'm at with God and where I'm at with my journey. And I chose a song called Seasons, um, which is actually a Christmas song, but it didn't sound like it. And it's about how we go through seasons. We go through the good and the bad. We go through storms. And there's a line in it that says, you're the God of seasons. I'm just in the winter. And I don't know what season you're in at the moment. You may be loving life, but you also may be hating it. You may be in a really good season. You may be in a horrible season. But I think we can all relate to this psalm at some point in our lives. We can all relate to the bad season. So this song belongs to the sons of Korah. I don't know if I said that right. Um, and they were in charge of ministry, of singing. So this psalm was mostly used as a worship song, just like a lot of other psalms. 
Um, and because a lot of the Psalms are used as worship songs, a lot of them are about praising God in the good and the bad, and how sometimes it's really hard to praise God, and sometimes it's a lot easier. Um, and the Psalms were used to express the emotional life of God's people. They were used to express when they were in the good seasons and when they were in the bad seasons. Um, and people who have preached in this series at church, we're doing a Psalm series, if you haven't guessed already, um, they have been preaching about actually quite similar things. For example, Fiona did a great preach on Psalm 93 last week, and she talked about how it can be really hard to praise God when you're in a storm. Um, and this psalm is similar in, sen- in a sense because this writer is in the middle of a storm. Um, another example is Maddie, who preached on Psalm 71, which is about God being your rock in the middle of the storm, in the middle of trouble. So just like all these other psalms, this psalm is teaching us how to, it's teaching us about when we're in that storm. And specifically, this psalmist is teaching us how to wrestle with God. And wrestling with God is a whole lot better than letting go of him. Um, And he's teaching us how to hold on to hope when you're in the middle of that storm, which is sometimes really hard to do. He talks about how his bones suffer mortal agony as his foes taunt him. He was in such a dark place, such a depression, that he physically felt agony. Um, And he says, why have you forgotten me? He thinks God has forgotten him. He says, my tears have been my food day and night. And he starts off the psalm by saying he's thirsty for God. But then it's almost like he can't find him. He says, when can I go and meet with you, God? And the good thing about this psalmist is he, he doesn't surrender to that depression. He doesn't surrender to the bad season, the dark season. He doesn't surrender to the enemies when they say, where is your God? And I thought of a game I used to play um, when I was in my friend's cars when I was younger. I don't know if anyone else played this. It might have just been me. But when you're driving and you're about to go through a tunnel and you hold your breath. Anyone else? Give me some. Yeah, there we go. Um, (laughs) So I was thinking about that and how... Um, for those who didn't play it, you hold your breath, and then when you come out the tunnel, you're allowed to take your breath again. Um, and I was thinking about how hard it is to hold your breath when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, maybe it's a twisty tunnel and it just looks dark, and it's, it's ten times harder to hold your breath then. Whereas when you can see the light and you can see that moment where you can go and take your breath again, it's so much easier to hold it. And that light is just like hope. When we're going through a bad, dark season it's a lot harder to hold on to hope when you can, when you can see the light. Um, and this, this writer is in the tunnel. And I think he can see the light because he's telling himself to hold on to the hope. And if he can't, he's like pretending he can see the light. Um, whether or not he's doing a very good job at holding his breath. He's doing a good job at not surrendering to the darkness. So how does he hold on to the hope? How does he not give up? Firstly, he's just honest with God. He says, when can I go and meet with you? And later on, he says, "Um, why have you forgotten me? He's just honest. He's saying like, Lord, it feels like you've let me down. It feels like you're not here. Like, where are you, mate? Come on. Um, And I think that's something we can do. It should be easy, but sometimes it's really difficult to be honest with God. And I think a lot of the time... It's difficult to be honest with God because you have to be honest with yourself. And I know when I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, 
if I'm honest with God about that and if I say, I'm doing this, forgive me, then it means I have to first say to myself, Lizzie, that's not right. And that, that's the hard step. But actually talking to him, it should be pretty easy because he already knows what you're doing and he knows whether it's good or bad. Talk to him like he's your mate, but never forget he's your king. Talk to him like he's your mate, but never forget he's your king. The second thing the psalmist does is he remembers. He remembers two specific things. And remembrance is a powerful tool. The first thing, he says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. This is to do with when he's, he's remembered when he's praised God and when he's felt that joy, when he's been filled with the Holy Spirit and he's feeling joyful. I don't know about you, but I definitely have a moment like that. For example, at Holiday Club or um, last weekend away, uh, last weekend I went away with um, a charity called Pulse who do children, children's ministry. And we had like a, children, a session for eight to 11 year olds. And we had this big tent that they would come into. And before they came in, we'd put on a song, a kid's action song, really loud. And we'd all like jump about um, doing the actions. And that is a moment for me that I hold on to. That's the moment for me. Like, I can't express how much I love kids' action songs. They are one of the best things ever created. Um, because in that moment, I'm filled with joy. So much joy that I can't even express it in words. Um, but for some of you, you may not have a moment where you've remembered you've praised God and you remembered you've felt joy. That's okay too. Um, but often in that, we can remember when we've seen someone else praising God, when we've seen someone else filled with joy. And remembering that and thinking, I want to be like that. For example, I was at a youth event in Ealing. And those events are always a bit awkward at first because you kind of stand there like, do I raise my hand? Do I like sing loudly or do I just try and pretend I'm cool? Um, but then once people started getting into it, um, it was really good, by the way. <laughs> when people started getting into it, there was this man. And he was like a fully grown man at this youth event. And he started like jumping in front of the stage and running across, screaming. And I remember everyone standing there being like, he's embarrassing himself, what is he doing? Like, stop it now. Um, But actually, I remember standing there thinking, wow. Like, I want to be like that. I want to be so in love with Jesus Christ, so on fire for God and filled with so much joy because of the Holy Spirit that I don't care who's watching. I don't care who's thinking, wow, she's embarrassing herself. How I used to go to the house of God the shouts of joy and praise. The second thing he remembers is, he says, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Bazaar. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. The land of Jordan and Mount Hermon were borders of the promised land. So to me, this is the psalmist remembering the promise that, God has made him. He is also remembering the love that God has for him. Um, for me, a promise that I've held on to recently a lot is that he doesn't let me down. And he doesn't let people around me down. And he never lets me go. In Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, it says, Be strong, courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. It is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. He will not leave you. He doesn't let you down and he never leaves you. 
And that's something that's really useful to hold on to because sometimes it feels like he has let us down. And that's one of the things that makes it really hard to praise God sometimes when you're standing at the back of the six o'clock and you're like, I just can't say you're a good, good father right now because it doesn't feel like you are. But holding on to a promise means that he is always a good, good father. And it makes it that little bit easier. And even when you don't believe that promise, repeat it in your head, preach it to yourself because it helps. Um, the promise you remember will be different for different people. For me, it was that he doesn't let me down and he will never let me go. For you, maybe means that he will always love you. Maybe it's the promise of heaven. I don't know what your promise is, but when you find it, hold on to it and don't let go of it. The third thing the psalmist does is he puts his hope in God. And by the sound of it, he doesn't let go. I know that's a bit annoying. It's kind of like, I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike. Get on it and ride it. It's not that easy. You can't teach somebody to have hope. Um, the only thing you can do is pray. And sometimes we forget that even that is a powerful tool. But he says, put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. Sometimes all we have is hope. Sometimes all that's well, that's all we can hold on to. And God is the, the ultimate hope. He is the light at the end of that tunnel. He is what stops the storm. He is the peace. Um, the song I talked about earlier, there's a line that goes, the, it says, you're the God of seasons, I'm just in the winter. And it continues to say, if all I know of harvest is that it's worth my patience. If you're not done working, God, I'm not done waiting. If you're not done working, God, I'm not done waiting. That's another line that I've held on to. Because, yeah, we can be in the darkest tunnel, just like this psalmist, but often it's the tunnels and the storms where God does his work, where God does a lot of work. On the weekend, Pete Oakley, who a lot of you will know, he said, I'm reminded often that we're human beings, not human doings. And in being is be. The tunnel, it's often where we're supposed to be. It's often where we're allowed to just sit and be. And just like the psalmist, when he says he just cries day and night, we're allowed to do that. A lot of people speak in tongues when they can't speak in English. I speak in tears. Because sometimes it's a lot easier. Sometimes it's our tears that let us speak when we can't. In Exodus 14, 14, it says, God is fighting for us. You only need to be still. In the tunnel, it's when we can often feel very weak. And I think we've all, we've all felt weak at one point or another. But that's okay, God's strong. You're allowed to sit and be in the tunnel. You're allowed to be weak because God is fighting. God is the strong one. So to recap, this psalm is how to wrestle with God. At least that's how I've seen it, but I think you can read it a lot of different ways. And firstly, he, he's honest. He talks to God. He talks to him like he's his mate, but he doesn't forget he's his king. Secondly, remembrance is a powerful tool. 
remember when you've praised God, when you've been filled with joy, or when you've seen someone else. And I think the moment you step into the six o'clock, you see someone praising God with joy. And thirdly, put your hope in God and don't let go. Um, I'm going to pray, but before I do, after I pray, um, we're going to put Seasons, the song I keep talking about, on. And I'm going to ask you guys just to be with God, just to sit. You can wrestle with him. You can praise him. But you can just be with God. You're allowed to cry, just like this psalmist did. You can also shout. I don't care what you do. You can lie on the ground, face flat, do what you want. Just be with God and listen to the lyrics because it's a really special song. So I'm going to pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you that you allow us to just be. Thank you that you are strong when we're weak. Thank you that you're the light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you, you're the peace that stops the storm. And I pray that anyone here who's feeling weak, who's feeling like they're in a bad season, like they're in the tunnel, whatever they're feeling, Lord, remind them they're allowed to just be. And during this time to respond, I pray that everyone just listens to the lyrics and it touches our hearts. Thank you, Lord, that you're strong when we're weak. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so, yeah, can we put the song on? You're allowed to go around the room. Like a frost on a rose Winter comes for us all Oh, how nature acquaints us With the nature of patience Like a seed in the snow I've been buried to grow For your promises, loyal From sea to sequoia I know Though the winter is long Even richer than the harvest it brings
before the service as we were praying, there was um, a picture for someone perhaps here um, of um, uh, a pit that um, they were in and um, sense of uh, first God meeting them there and then second help coming in the form of a rope of bandages and sheets from people who'd been in the same pit. Um, if that's you, um, today's the day to linger. As I was listening to Lizzie speak, I was struck by how um, quick we are to leave waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, but we'll wait half an hour for our takeaway. How we can binge on a whole series of TV shows, but we won't linger in God's presence. So I'd just like to invite us now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read the psalm again. Um, and uh, we'll just wait for the Holy Spirit to come and minister to us. After a short bit of waiting, the band will come and lead us in response. At that point, continuing the freedom given to you by Lizzie, move if you need to. Find a place and encounter the God who loves you. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. Wild men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you. From the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, the mount of Mizar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning? Oppressed by the enemy, my bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day, where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Holy Spirit, would you come and meet us in the space of wrestling? Would you come and meet us in the pit? Would you come and meet us in the place of remembering worship, remembering your presence? Would you come and meet us?